Hey, it's episode 23 of the Holistic OBGYN. Super excited about this episode. Uh, my new friend, Ben Salem, out in LA, has developed a, an incredible EMF mitigating technology called WaveBlock. And uh, they're actually a sponsor of the show. I was fortunate enough to steal some of his time today in order to interview him about the product. And um, <laughs> our conversation was richer than I could have possibly imagined. We get into what is electromagnetic uh, what is an electromagnetic field? What is radiation? What are the everything from the, the Bluetooth headphones to our cell phones to these giant 5G towers that are sitting everywhere now, um, constantly blasting us in every direction, uh, from every direction with EMF. What does this possibly mean for our health and for our children's health and for our fertility and for all of the other issues that plague us nowadays? So just like with glyphosates in fields, of our, you know, our, 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 our food systems, um, we didn't know that they were bad in the beginning when they were introduced back in the 60s and 70s. But now we definitely know, 50, 60 years later, now we're trying to roll that back and it's impossible. So as, we're, as our society moves towards a more wired, a more digital, a um, you know, constantly connected society, we're going to have to deal with the with the new sort of uh, challenges of being surrounded by EMF at all times. And Ben has developed these incredible stickers that go on your earbuds and on the back of your cell phone. He's tested it in labs around the world. He has also um, he has really really gone the distance here, and he actually bought a whole bunch of things from Amazon and other websites, tested them out, and they were far far inferior to his own. So he's developed a. Uh, a really, really new technology. He has a proprietary blend. It's under intellectual property rights, so he's not going to share the details of how he did it. But he's got the lab reports to show that it works better than anything on the market. So without further ado, here's my amazing conversation with Ben Salem, the creator of WaveLock. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, I wish we would have recorded the previous 10 minutes of our conversation uh, where you were talking about heli heliboarding up in uh, in British Columbia. And uh, you, you've obviously lived a life of adventure, as have I. Um, and you and I have both had to take it down a notch since we have little kids in the home. But um, we'll save that conversation for another interview, uh, just because I know you're short on time. But you are um, uh, one of the generous sponsors of our show, and I'm so grateful to have you because your technologies are mitigating EMF mitigating technologies that go right on the earbuds, right on the phones. We're going to talk about the specifics of that. But for anybody who doesn't know, let's just dive right into what are you talking about with EMF? What, what is what, what is that? Like a new vitamin or is it a new toxin in the soil? Like what are we talking about with EMF? So, you know, EMFs have been around for, I don't know, maybe 20 years, not that long, right? If you really think about it, not that long. And it's just an electric magnetic field. It's a form of radiation. Right. And, you know, it's kind of funny because as a, as a, as a young, as a young um, adult, when I was first looking to, you know, I want to have babies. I want to get, I want to get this going. I remember listening to, 
to Tim Ferriss speak yeah. on on um, an interview, and he was saying that when he had a cell phone in his pocket for a certain amount of time, his sperm count decreased tremendously. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that stuck in my head. You know, that stuck in my head like was 12 years ago. And, and then throughout the years, and it was really fascinating because I learned that what he said was after three months of not having the cell phone in his pocket, his sperm count went back to normal, but it actually decreased by almost, I think, 85%. Wow. The, wow. the sperm was swimming the wrong way and the other issues were happening. And it's like got two flagella and it's spinning. Yeah. Its <laughs> <laughs> Just can't be good. So, you know, that got stuck in my head. And then I remember over the years hearing that other countries banned Wi-Fi from nurseries and kindergarten and like uh, Israel, I think in France, wow. Germany, they don't even allow Wi-Fi in nurseries or kindergartens and kids under the age of six are not allowed to be near Wi-Fi. Wow. So hearing these things throughout, throughout the years and like actually digging in to verify, is this true? You know, why did I, why did I know about this? Right. Uh, yeah, sure. It was just kind of mind blowing. And um, it just got me curious. Uh, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an engineer. Right. I'm a I'm a real estate guy. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, but I have three little boys, and when COVID hit, uh, I noticed that my boys were wearing uh, earbuds for their Zoom classes, and they're wearing them for most of the day. And then after their day of wearing the earbuds, we are mountain biking with all of us with the earbuds and then, you know, we'll, they'll go back home. They'll game with their earbuds. So they're wearing them for a long time. So yeah. it just got me curious. Well, what's in these, what's in these earbuds. And the reason that my mind was even going there is because I learned that these other countries have banned Wi-Fi from nurseries and kindergartens because the kids' skulls are not only much thinner than ours, right. And mm. smaller than ours, they absorb 10 times the radiation as an adult skull. Wow. So um, that's what got my mind going, basically. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's that's super interesting. A whole bunch of things came to mind. As you know, I'm, a, I'm an OBGYN, and I work with a lot of my clients through fertility issues. And, you know, there's a whole set of issues that can happen within the, the women's space, right? And we always think like, oh, the tubes aren't open, or, oh, you're not ovulating, or whatever. And there's all these things that we can work on. But up to 50% of infertility in our nation is due to male factor infertility. So that's exactly what Tim Ferriss is talking about, where you have low sperm count or poor motility or poor volume or whatever. And those are all things that can be that can be um, impacted by some of these more subtle things that we don't really think of right off the bat. So I get them eating oysters. I get them to do less, less heat in the sauna, less duration, less frequent sauna use, stop wearing underwear, all those types of things because... Because it does impact it. But then the other thing, of course, is that cell phone is jammed in your tight jeans, sitting right next to your gonads, whether you're a female or a male, for that matter. And, um, and you know, in the medical literature, since you brought it up, we always focus on ionizing radiation, which is what you find in x-rays and CTs. Well, what about this low frequency, uh, you know, radiation? What if you're exposed all day long? And even ultrasound is considered safe. But if you expose developing embryonic cells to ultrasound like we use in early pregnancy and everything else, there are things that run in this, especially in, and we've actually seen this in rodent models and everything else. So 
there is definitely something to this. Just it's you don't have to be have your head in a microwave for it to cause a problem. Even these little this little you know it's 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 a little bit of radiation. But if you're if you're accumulating that all day long, and I'm I'm listening to something pretty much all waking hours. I've got earbuds in or a cell phone in my pocket. So so um so that's really great. I mean I'm glad that your your products are out there. So why don't we um tell me um. Tell me a little bit about how you developed the technology. You know, why does the te technology work? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. What, what, I, what I did was I tried to figure out what blocks radiation or what can deflect radiation. So I started purchasing everything I could find online from lead to copper to silver to uh, fabrics, uh, polyester with copper and silver and just mixing everything up. Cool. And I bought a bunch of different uh, radiation meters from like $100 to $1,000 and just started testing everything at home. And after about a couple months, I figured I started to imagine um, the scenario of like, well, what happens if I get a reflective material and wrap half of a light bulb with a reflective material? Mm. What would happen to the light? Where would it re where would it reflect? Would it absorb anything? Would it only reflect? I started imagining imagining that and thought, well, let's try to mix a couple different materials and see if it works or doesn't work. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So um, real estate man turned scientist, really. <laughs> you're like a Thomas Edison in your backyard. <laughs> this is what happens when you can't sell real estate and the whole world is shut down. <laughs> <laughs> we start buying weird fabrics online and and your wife sees you out there with light bulbs and you're <laughs> trying to figure out what blocks it and what doesn't. That's incredible. Yeah, completely out of my mind. And um, so I tested something at home. And it, and it looked like it worked. I, I ran downstairs and I called Christy and I said, oh my God, it works, it works. I called the kids and I'm like, guys, are you seeing what I'm seeing? This is nuts. And I shut off all the interference from the home, right? The, the whole house is off because there's no interference from anything. The only other interference that could come is maybe from a neighbor, right? So I wanted to make sure no lines are interfering, which was really hard. And when I was able to see that it really worked, I ran to a lab and uh, ran to a lab in um, San Diego and they said, get the hell out of here. We have a non-disclosure with the product that you want to test. <laughs> wow. And I said, well, I want to test it in the same, um, I want to use the same radiation machines that you use, the same chamber. I want to use the same ex exact protocol that you have to do. I want to do what the FCC requires. I said, I'll pay you your fee and you don't even have to put it in writing. They said, fine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so so um, we did 10 hours of testing, right? With the sticker on, with the sticker off. And those engineers were just blown away. They said, after we got the results of 96% reduction, they said, we're blown away. We don't even let our kids use this, uh, these products, which was really fascinating to me, right? Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I said, well, who's your competitor? Who's the biggest lab in the world? And then they sent me to um, Tufsud. They're in Germany and they're in a bunch of different countries. I went there, got the same exact results. And wow. after that, I said, let's take this to a whole nother level. I want the government lab. I want, I, want, I want the biggest lab. Let's go to the biggest lab. And now let's do some SAR testing, not just RF testing. Let's do every test, right? Um, 
th- is this really work? You know, because I'm in sh- I'm in shock too. Yeah, sure, sure. So um, got the same results on for the SAR test, and then filed the international patents, and then launched the business, and it's been lots of fun. And then a couple of weeks ago, we just launched a new product, and um, that's for the cell phones. Yeah, that's been yeah. really exciting. I'm waiting for mine in the mail. I'm like every day. I'm like, Mr. Postman. No, no. Okay, okay, cool. I'll I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, <laughs> that's wild. That's a that's an incredible story. You know, I've had all these like cool ideas, and I've never actually gone the distance to actually doing what you did. So so right on. It's uh, you know, in order for us to have these technologies, somebody like you needs to come around and just put in the equity to like make it happen, so that we can all benefit. So one thing I wanted to say is for people are very confronted with this idea of EMF and 5G and all this other stuff. For our practice, we shut off our router at midnight every night and it doesn't come on until 8 a.m. So our house is, you know, relatively Wi-Fi free, except we've got 10 feet to the neighbor's house on either side. And so we're getting 15 Wi-Fi signals coming in at all times. So in our world, we are being immersed in this stuff no matter what we do. But you can mitigate some of this stuff, of course, you know, in, in any way you can, you know, with the stickers on your phones or your earbuds. And for people that are confronted with this idea, they're like, oh, baloney, there's no research. Well, fine. You know, fine. Like we, maybe in 20 years, we're going to look back and see this just like we did glyphosates in soil, right? Like it's fine. There's no research. Well, there's no research until we've collected the data. And like you said, this EMF stuff surrounding ourselves with, with, with low dose radiation at all times, it's, it's probably not going to pan out well. And, um, and so if you're confronted that your body has polarity, the heart conducts from one side to the other because there is an electrical difference between the top and the bottom of the heart. I won't go further into the complexities of the heart. But across every single cell membrane, there is a gradient, an electrical gradient. So if anything were to be disruptive to any of that signaling, including in the heart, but not you know, not exclusively the heart, every single cell membrane in every part of your body, including in your central nervous system, to say that it couldn't, that, that it couldn't possibly have some impact on that is, is naive at best and um, potentially very, very hazardous at worst. So, um, so as you were designing these, these technologies, that was my, that was my little uh, preface to anybody who's like, oh, this is bullshit. It's, it's probably not, guys. There's probably something to this and we should really, really start listening. So um, if you aren't blocking, if you aren't turning off your router, that's the first thing. Even if you were to just, sh- even if you had like a power switch that could shut down everything in your house, that would even be better because every copper wire carrying current has a, a voltage, which is an electrical gradient, and it's creating a magnetic field. So those little devices in your ears have electrical wires in them, and there is current flowing through them, and they are also producing an electrical field. And if those electrical fields interact in some adverse way, which again, that's the part we don't know, with your own electrical fields, that's where we're gonna start to see disruption. And with all the endocrine systems and all the disruption of our, not just our endocrine system, but our immune system, which is closely integrated with the adrenals and and the the rest of our hypothalamic pituitary axis, um, and in in women's ovaries, men's testicles, um, with all the stuff that's, you know, infertility and all these other things that are happening, it just, it just kind of behooves us to ask like, what is changing in our environment that's causing this? And it sounds to me like that sort of notion is really what drove you to do all this work. What, what else have you discovered in the process of technologies? 
you know, it's really, it's really fascinating. Um, if you look at, if you have an old, an old iPhone or, an, or a Blackberry or any phone, and you look at the, you could go to general, you could go to legal, then go to RF exposure. And if you look at all a couple, couple phones, just go back, like go to the, the, the five, the, the seven, go to the 12, you'll see a disclosure, keep it 15 millimeters away. Wow. Okay. And, and use, and use wired earbuds two years later, keep it 10 millimeters away. Five years later, only keep it five millimeters away. Oh, but keep, but you use wired. So I was like, Ooh, what's going on? And then Blackberry would say, keep a three quarter inch away from your body. Wow. I don't know what, you know, <laughs> I don't know anymore, but, but what I do know is that what got me so worried is that is the proximity to how close it is to to the skull because when yeah. when you do the FCC testing, they they keep on purpose at least a millimeter spread or two millimeters spread from even touching the, your skull when they do the test. But here, when you're wearing any earbuds, they talk to each other through your skull back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm. 2.4 gigahertz in each ear, two wireless modems in each ear. But then wow. but then some people say, Ben, it's only Bluetooth. Well, you're right, it's only Bluetooth. But but eight hours a day, five hours a day. Yeah, exactly. That's, but that's if it's happened. only Bluetooth and it's only 2.4 gigahertz, it's still radiation. Why is there a new law that came out that says, starting January, 2022, all Bluetooth devices have to now get tested for radiation levels. No kidding. Re yeah, well, that's because in 1990 or whatever it was, in the 90s when it first came out, it wasn't that powerful. Yeah. You know, it can only go like 30 feet. Right. Bluetooth now is a whole different game. So mm. so I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to continue using my cell phone. I'm going to continue to use the earbuds. This stuff is not going away. It's just going to get stronger, more powerful, but I'm just going to figure a way to use it more safely. Right. It's all good. And it's like, it takes decades to see what's going to happen to our bodies, right? But I could tell you that, like, I could tell you my grandma's diet's better than mine because she naturally ate organic her whole life. Exactly. And it's like, I wish I got to eat organic my whole life. You know, yeah. I, and I think that our bodies might tell us later on, this is kind of kind of similar to organic or non-organic, you know? Yeah. Your body's going to thank you later for it, is my, my theory. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, there's there's an easy way for people to to like check this out. If you've got your cell phone in one hand and you do some muscle testing with the other hand, you know, Paul Paul Check's a good friend of mine. And in fact, I'll have to introduce you to him because I think he'd be a good a good person to do an interview with as well. Um, I know he's going to be really interested in hearing this episode when it comes out. But he um he has a big holistic lifestyle coaching program, and I I've gotten gotten to know him quite well. And in his training, he actually talks about you know, giving seminars just even 10, 15 years ago where somebody would, um, they do like grip testing where you're holding your cell phone and then you put your cell phone over there and everybody turns it off on, you know, whatever airplane mode or whatever. And, um, and people have demonstrably better strength or balance or, mm. or, or, or awareness, right? Their nervous system is working. Even if it's, even if it's a subtle difference, if you're not paying attention, maybe it doesn't, you don't even notice this, but, but if you're actually muscle testing somebody through kinesiology, you actually notice a demonstrable difference when a person has 
this thing close to their body. And we're not even talking about the influence on the, on the brain. We're talking about it just on your energetic fields. So there's something really to this. And um, I'm glad that the FCC is starting to do that. I didn't realize, you, you put it into really great perspective that you've got a powerful modem in each ear, right? Like when I was a kid, we didn't even have Wi-Fi. Like it wasn't a thing. It was the beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop, boop. And we would be hardwired right. to somebody across the world and it would take forever to, for websites to load. And now we've got it like, we want to be, we're doing this right now through a live feed where all of the audio and video is uploading at re, in real time. And so, uh, anyways, to your point, we're in a very, very different place now than we were 20 years ago. And for us to not open our eyes and to ask questions about what could these new technologies mean as a potential risk to our health and our well-being, um, that's the right question. And so I'm glad that you're asking the question. I'm glad you're testing this stuff out. You know what's fascinating to me about all this? This is the part that just blows my mind. Yeah. And every day I'm just blown away. Uh, I get emails every day and reviews saying, I no longer have headaches. I no longer have foggy brain over and over and over again. I didn't even know people even had sensitivity sure. while wearing earbuds. Right. I never even knew that was an issue. Right, right, right. So, it's yeah. just fascinating. So I'm wondering, what else are we going to discover? Yeah, I have neurology. I, I, I've mentioned this in a couple ads I've run for you. Um, I've got neurology colleagues. They're they're full blown neurologists. They do all of the stuff. They talk about cognitive deficits. They talk about dementia, neurological uh, degenerative brain disease, um, etc. And they're all using phones. We use phones all day long. Like they're powerful tools. They're not going anywhere. I'm not going to give up this for a flip phone. Although I did try that in residency and my wife just about murdered me because it would take me forever to type back in T9, like what, what she wanted for dinner. And, um, so I went back to the iPhone, but, uh, we've all got these phones. We've all got our headphones in charting and doing all this stuff, not to mention all of the, the waveforms that are around us, this radiation in these hospitals under the ultraviolet lights with all these massive computing systems and MRIs going off and CTs and x-rays and blah, blah, blah. And even they will tell me, yeah, we don't really have the data yet, but I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't be putting those those devices near my head all the time. Wow. And uh, and they they actually have told me, you know, people have really bad migraines and whatnot. Like, you know, we ask them about like what what sort of technologies are using, and we've always attributed to staring at screens, which is also important. But what if you're staring at screens and all this other stuff, and now we've got these powerful modems in in each of our ears at all times? Um, it makes me wonder, like I just had a friend reach out and she's got a very atypical presentation of petite mal seizures and um, medical history. And like, I can't find anything that I could relate to this issue. She'll like, you know, petite mal is when you basically kind of zone out for a second, this little seizure happens and you come out of it and you kind of go back to your normal day, but it can present in all kinds of weird ways, including headaches that are otherwise ascribed to just the routine migraine, which we don't really know what causes migraines to begin with, but I wonder if I got her a pair of your, <laughs> I'll have to actually send her the link and, and say, why don't you try these, uh, these stickers on your earbuds in the back of your phone and just see how you feel, including turning your router off at night and everything else. I think that's a really, really good clinical application. I think it'd be fun to not tell her that it might help her and let's just send her some. Okay. Like, I'll send you some extras, just send it to her and just see what happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll do that then. <laughs> we're we're going to do our own N of one clinical study here. And uh, double and, blind, double blind. 
double blind, <laughs> double blind. Exactly. Yeah. We'll have to send her some, some other crap stickers that I've cut out of like some cardboard or something. And, um, yeah, right on. Okay, cool. You know what's funny about that actually? Yeah. Uh, we did a test last week. Yeah. We bought every single product that they sell on Amazon that says it blocks radiation from cell phones. And we're going to make a video of this. It was really fun. So we bought like special stones from Russia, like $50. Wow. Special gold coins, right? Like some other products that's custom made in Japan, Japanese technology, like fancy, like holograms. Every Toyota of wave block. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it was so fun. And we did a live video and we said, all right, let's test it. The phone without the sticker and with the sticker. And let's even triple up on their stickers. Instead of putting one, let's go all out even, you know, <laughs> see what happens. None of them worked at all. One of them actually increased the radiation. <laughs> No kidding. Oh my gosh. It's like an amplifier. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because, you know, you got to remember the phone has, some phones have three antennas in them and some have four antennas in them. Jeez. So you, you have your GPS, which is always on. You got the Bluetooth, you got the Wi-Fi, you got the regular 5G or 4G in there, right? So you got all these antennas. So strategically, you can't just place a sticker somewhere behind the phone and say, oh, it's going to work or not going to work. Yeah. yeah. It, you could be doing the wrong thing. Right. So one of them even had a lab report. So I dissected the lab report. I said, how, how does he have a lab report? It, it's impossible. Yeah. So when I read the details of the lab report, they tested the product alone, not on not a device. Really not on a device. Right. <laughs> sort of like, it's sort of like the way we use drugs and we, we like treat um, in like a Petri dish of cells. And we're like, Eureka, look, we found the cure to something. And then you put it in the body and like, it's a biodynamic like organism. There's all these other moving parts that's, uh, you know, so just treating dead cells in a Petri dish doesn't, <laughs> does not make for a really nice quality uh, clinical trial. That's an awesome analogy. I like that. You're right. Um, you know, one thing that I, that I often think about, and, you know, I exhausted my extensive physics understanding of electronics uh, earlier in the show. So now I'm about to bumble through this, but why is it that the signal isn't, isn't disrupted Right, we're we're breaking off the radiation. We're blocking the radiation, but why is it that it's still playing music that I can hear? Why doesn't it block everything? That's a really smart question, and actually really hard to explain. Hopefully, it makes sense. Okay, ready? <laughs> do your best, Ben. It's going to be way better than I could do. So it's all right. <laughs> well, so imagine this: imagine taking a flashlight, and you shine a flashlight at um, at a mirror. Where would that light reflect? The opposite way, right? The opposite way, yeah, based on the, the angle of reflection, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, so if you strategically place it behind an antenna, it's going to bounce exactly the other way. Uh-huh. Away from your skull. Mm -hmm. So the open, the open ports are on the other side. All we're doing is we're blocking the internals. Make sense? Yeah. We're actually, not blocking 100% because then it's not going to work. So the, the science behind it was... Every time I wrapped it too much, it wasn't working. And if I didn't wrap it enough, then it was only blocking like 50% of the radiation. So sometimes we'll have clients put the sticker on wrong and, and then it doesn't work at all. Wow. Makes sense. Yeah. I know. And that, that makes perfect sense. I don't know why yeah. I about that. So, yeah. so here, and I'm going to throw a really big, um, I don't even try to explain this on the website cause it's just too hard, but you're going to love this. 
So this is, so okay, so for example, here you have the wave block, right? That's a sticker that goes on the phone, okay? So the SAR, the SAR test shows that it blocks about 75% from the back and about 50% from the front. So now you're asking, well, how is that possible? How are you blocking anything from the front? There's nothing in the front, right? So this is the part that's so exciting. It's To me, I'm such a nerd. This is what excites me. Um, you are a nerd, but I love it. You're also a heli sticker or heli, heli border. So, I mean, you're not that nerdy. You're just like the best of both worlds combined. <laughs> uh, so basically what happens is it, you're blocking 75% from the back, which is nice because when you put it in your pocket, it's it's a little bit safer to have in your pocket. And the goal is to block some from the front. So at least when you're on speakerphone, you're not getting as much radiation. Sure. So what happens is the radiation is hitting a material that mimics a combination of like hologram, imagine hologram. Yeah. And and aluminum. Uh-huh with a certain glue. And what, the hap what happens is if you shine a flashlight now at a material that mimics a hologram, it's gonna disperse the radiation this oh. way. So now it's not shooting straight back at your face. Interesting. So in, in other words, the, the, the detector of that radiation is not necessarily saying that there's less, it's just not being blasted at you like a cannon. It's actually dispersing so that you aren't necessarily picking up all of it you know, directly from the phone. Yeah, that's all you're doing. So you're just wearing it a little bit more safely. Wow, it's a little bit more safely when you hold it or wear it. That's it. And and if and if I and if I block too much, then uh, the phone's not going to work either. So there's like a fine line, but we nailed it. Wow, interesting. So how did, so you, so you discovered that through the SAR testing? Is that right? Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Were there a bunch of like brainiac, uh, like sort of scientist kind of people there that were sort of blown away whenever you started demonstrating this? None of the guys. So they're they're all like third party FCC accredited. So they okay. can't give you advice. They can't tell you if they like it, don't like it. it it's you know it's public in information. But when I first called them and said I want to test this, I could tell they were just kind of laughing at me. Like this is not gonna work. No kidding, huh? Well, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's because they did what you did. They went to Amazon. They spent you know eight grand buying every sun, and they've just failed one time after another. So maybe you really are you've you've really kind of discovered a breakthrough technology. Um, are you able to share what the? You probably don't want to share the special blend, but what was like the magic ingredient, if you can? Like, what was the thing that surprised you whenever you were actually coming up with like this is the a part of the difference maker. You don't have to give your proprietary blend away, but is there anything you can share about that? Yeah, yeah uh, gently. Uh, Please do. My, my IP attorney will uh, not be happy. <laughs> too much. Um, the key was to find a material that doesn't, like copper. Mm -hmm. Copper and lead, they absorb, they absorb uh, radiation and they turn that into heat in one area. We don't want to do that. That's exactly the opposite of what I want to do. Uh, I don't want the product to, to act like an antenna either. So it doesn't act like an antenna that uh, absorbs and, and somehow detunes it or does anything like that. It doesn't do that as well either. Right. All it does, it's almost imagine just a mirror. Hmm, almost a like mirror. a mirror. 
So the tricky part was what kind of glue is not going to affect it? So the glue, I think, was the hardest part of the entire – the glue was the hardest part for me, I would say. The, the glue of, of all things. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> imagine, imagine having a piece of sheet metal. And you want to take a piece of sheet metal and you want to bend it. Yeah. It naturally just wants to flex right back up, right? Yep. Yep. How do you keep a piece of sheet metal down? You put a bunch of rocks on it. <laughs> is it right? <laughs> so that's just been, the, that's the nightmare. And then, you know, I want to take this thing snowboarding with me. I want to take a mountain biking with, with me. I want it to be bulletproof. So, and I don't want the glue to interfere with the um, deflection of the radiation as well. So that I think has been the hardest part. What you said about copper is really interesting. I, I, I appreciate you sharing all of that. And I, I do appreciate that you also need to keep some things close at heart because you've you, obviously the Japanese, the Russians and all these other people with these fancy gadgets haven't quite figured out what you have. So we're going to leave that as your, as your secret and for others to, to, to ponder about whenever they're uh, you know, going to bed at night. Um, but what you said about copper is kind of interesting and it, it's very relevant to my audience because you know I'm, I'm speaking about how we can use these technologies to improve women's health male fertility, et cetera. You know, the most, one of the most common means of long-acting uh, reversible contraception is a copper IUD. It's this device that goes inside the uterus. It's made of copper, and it sits inside the uterus and prevents pregnancy. And everybody, you know, in the OBGYN community says things like, well, it causes a chemical irritation. Um, it inhibits sperm. It changes cervical mucus. Those types of things are generally what arise when we ask, how does the copper work? But what you just said is quite interesting. It absorbs radiation and causes, it mucks around with cell membranes and it, and it really messes around you know, with these polarities, making it for probably a more in, inhospitable place for sperm and especially for these embryos to implant in the uterus. Does that make any sense? Based on- It does. And, and what's, what's worrisome about that uh, is that if you're holding an iPad over that area, and now you're downloading something, right? That's when it, that's when the, the antenna yeah. tunes itself and goes really high. And now you have something like copper, which is going to absorb the radiation and turn that area possibly into heat because that's what it does. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It but denaturization or denaturation, I guess is what you would say. <clears throat> Interesting. One last question for you, Ben, because I know you've got places to be. You're an important man. Um, the so imagine you're Joe Schmo sitting at home and uh, he's thoughtful about these all these new things that he's been applying to different places in his house and his phones and everything and then he hears this episode without totally shitting on the competition. What should people be looking for if they already have a device? What sort of things would you be would you caution them about so that maybe they might consider actually taking the jump and moving to your new technology? Like what, what are some of the red flags about some of these other products, I suppose, that people should maybe be on the lookout for? I think it's really important to actually, it's not that hard to look at lab reports. Yeah. Just look at, I know that it might be a hundred pages in there, but, if, but there's only one page you want to look at. And I actually have one here. For example, uh, really anyone could do this himself. Go look at the lab reports right? Because you can't, these engineers are not going to risk their license. These are FCC labs accredited, yeah. but like, right. You, you go to the lab reports, even though it's a hundred pages, it's going to show you straight, you know, it'll show you like, all right, from the back of the phone, we got 76% reduction from the, the front of the phone, 48.9% reduction, really simple 
every lab report has the key pages in there. Just look that's, for that yours, that, that's your products testing? Yeah, and they're on my website. They're open to the public. Yeah, All yeah. the lab reports, right? There's nothing to hide. Like, please read them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't make this stuff up. And I think <laughs> if someone has a real lab report from an accredited lab report, go for it. Trust them. I mean, yeah. what do we have to lose by blocking some of the radiation, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And even if it's not 100%, you're still doing quite a, a bit of good. Um, I think that the great implications for this are people who are having fertility issues, people with chronic pelvic pain issues, people with PCOS and other inflammatory conditions in the pelvis, um, including endometriosis. I think anybody who has any sort of hormone balance issue, I do a lot of Dutch testing and a lot of you know, cycle mapping and, and whatnot. I think anybody out there who's having this, including neurologic issues, headaches, and don't just let your doctor say, oh, you've got migraines, take, you know, codeine every single day if you need it. Um, let's actually start to try to investigate. This is what my entire practice is. Let's investigate what is the cause of what's happening? What is the external factor that might be contributing to your symptoms? And once we rectify that, then we can start trying to balance everything out through diet, through movement, through hydration, sleep, mindset, et cetera. Um, it's kind of like the, the, the whole um, mercury fillings, right? Like we didn't really know those were a big deal. But then later it's like, man, there's no safe amount of mercury in your body. And, um, and before we start rectifying, trying to rectify everything else, let's get those fillings out. Let's like actually remove the impediments to your own healing process. And I think that EMF kind of fits into that category. And um, even a little bit of a reduction, 10% in reduction in your daily life, um, you know, between blocking, uh, turning off your, your um, router at night and maybe slapping some stickers on your earbuds and some wave block stickers on the back of your phone. I think that that's a pretty good mitigation strategy. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And I think the key is, you know, let's try to protect our kids because they're the ones that I think are the most delicate. And, and the kids that are not born yet <laughs> in the stomach. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got two little girls at home. We're going to try to keep them safe. Um, ben, thank you so much for coming on. I know you've got another interview coming up. Uh, any final remarks? We're going to put all of the links and everything in the show notes. Uh, no, basically the bottom line is that you and I need to create our own, um, what, what is that, the hook, but not out of copper, out of something else? We need to make it. Out of, <laughs> we need to make it out of your. Yeah, right. It's something else. Whatever your proprietary <laughs> blend is, we'll have to start working on some stuff. <laughs> Done. Well, thanks for everything. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ben, and uh, thanks for supporting the show. I will. Um, we'll have this episode up in a couple of days, actually. So, uh, very grateful for the work you're doing, and um, everybody out there, go get some WaveBlock technologies. WaveBlock.com. Use uh, coupon code Beloved for ten percent off. And we right. will. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, Ben. Thanks so much. Wow, that was amazing. That was amazing. I hope you enjoyed the show. It was a short and sweet one because Ben had some places to be. But uh, if you didn't find that one a little extra juicy, then you weren't listening. You weren't listening at all. As I mentioned in the episode, if you go to waveblock.com, you can save on some of uh, Waveblock's technologies. You get 10% off if you use code BELOVED, all caps. And um, I recommend getting a pair of stickers for your earbuds and a sticker for the back of your iPhone. They sell it in all shapes and sizes to make sure that you get all four of the antennas in your fancy smartphone supercomputers covered, um, at least to mitigate most of the radiation that comes from those devices. So check that out. Um, also, if you're new to the show, we have a newsletter that you can sign up for at belovedholistics.com or holisticobgwanpod.com. That's the official podcast website. 
You can also go to Holistic OBGYN Pod to get the show notes. We'll put any links or references that we uh, that we made in the episode there. And um, and we're also collecting donations for people that want to support the show. We're not doing the routine Patreon thing. You can make a monthly subscription through uh, payment through uh, PayPal. And all of that information is on the website for extra generous one-time donors of $197 or above. There will be all sorts of gifts coming your way, including books, foods, supplements, all of the hand-picked goodies that uh, we use in our daily life. And um, and I hope you take advantage of that So while, while supplies last. So that can all be done at holisticobjoanpod.com, including the show notes. My name is Nathan Riley. I'm the host. Thank you for tuning in to the Holistic OB Joanne podcast. We'll see you next week for episode 24.